<laughs> Welcome to Dr. Three, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth and climbing the standard rank ladder. I'm your host, Daring Alkaline, and along with me are my fellow hosts, uh, Dragon Rider and Major Death. So let's just uh, roll into it as always this week. And Major, you want to hit us with last week's poll question? Last week's poll question. We were talking about uh, the deck that we talked about. Turtle Mage wanted to know if you have played a version of Turtle Mage during Skullamance Academy. We had 28 votes. Thank you to everybody who voted and gave us feedback. And a majority, 60.7% said no, they had not actually played the deck during Skullamance Academy. Just under 40%, 39.3, said yes, they had, in fact. In, in fact, uh, I distinctly remember uh, Deck Tech uh, s- sending a meme over because he's played a lot of Turtle Turtle Mage. Yes, he has. So so I, I feel like if it's, a, if it's a deck that speaks to you, you definitely have been playing, you played it, and then you've been playing it. And, uh, but if it's not necessarily, then you haven't gone out of your way to play it. And if you got good with it, maybe, um, well, I'm sorry to say (laughs) that time has come to an end, probably. Yeah, it's uh, very fitting that we talked about it last week before it was uh, murdered by uh, Team 5 this past week. So, uh, RIP Turtle Mage, we seen you around. So, um, the only hope is that one day the Tortillon will get unnerfed when he gets moved to wild. So, so that he can be degenerate with, uh, wild players. <laughs> he, he actually was, uh, they, there was a turtle mage list going around in wild that was, that was doing pretty well. I, I, uh, concerned mom, I think was the one that was playing it a lot on his stream and, uh, so yeah, he, the pilgrim was doing doing work in both standard and in wild, and uh, so yeah, th- this is something that's going to hit both of them. I was going to say, I imagine when you can uh, cast ice block repeatedly every turn, um, that that suddenly becomes game eight life. To I don't care, you literally cannot kill me every turn. So um. <laughs> yeah, that seems pretty good, doesn't it? Exactly. Unless you have uh, Eater of Secrets, Flare, you name, whatever, anti-secret tech. I know Eater of Secrets kind of was still seeing some play in Wild, right? Every now and then? A little bit. Yeah. Usually depends on how popular Secret Mage ends up being at the time. And it's been pretty popular, but like it hasn't been as popular as, say, the Quest Mage deck has been. So mm-hmm. it's kind of fallen out of play in Wild a little bit. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, Ray of Frost and uh, <laughs> you get real degenerate mana giant and arcane giants. It's just like, I gotta take another turn. I don't need infinite fireballs when I get 24-24 with the stats in one turn. And then I play Archmage. That, ne- that can hit next turn, which is going to be right after I hit the end turn button because I played the quest. Oh, you played it with Archmage Vargoth too? <laughs> Guess what? Well, you could, you could, but like the time warp. Yeah. The time warp quest would allow you to be able to 
to hit the next turn, so there was no... Yeah, yeah, I know. I've seen people play it with Vargoth, too, so you get two turns in a row. So, hypothetically, if there's anything in your way, you get to clear the, clear the runway to uh, <laughs> ship it off, face. So, all right, guys. Well, thank you uh, for voting in the poll this week, and we will have another one at the end of the show. So, big, big news this week. Um, as we hit patch 18.4, it was announced and implemented with a new in-game event, the Masquerade Ball. So we will link you to that. Uh, the video was pretty cool. The, uh, the trailer video they put with it. So it was, it was very fun and thematic. Um, if you like Halloween stuff like I do, it was pretty cool. I love skeletons and whatnot. So, uh, so it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. So uh, the overview of the patches is balance changes, battleground updates, uh, Hearthstone Book of Heroes featuring Rexar, new tavern brawls, and the return of dual class arena. And then we will have, uh, and then you can find the Masquerade Ball weekly breakdown um, at the Reddit link. We will post uh, in the notes section. So it's the it's the still that showed up in the video showing what's happening each week. Yeah. So you can see it in case you couldn't uh, pause on the video fast enough to see what what was going on each week. There, somebody yeah, else that is went, still it went kind of quick through that. Video. It did go very quick. I tried to tried to hit it. Yeah. I tried tried to see it, and I and I and I missed it because I was watching it right in the embedded player in Twitter, and it, yeah, that's not the greatest place to watch that. So. Okay, so main the main thing that concerns us here on Doctor Three is the balance changes to Tortella and Pilgrim and Guardian Animals. So bear with me, I am going to read this. Um, there's a lot of text, so uh, try and try and stay with me. So Tortella and Pilgrim, old battle cry. Discover a copy of a spell in your deck and cast it with random targets. New. Battlecry, discover a spell in your deck and cast it with random targets. So this time it pulls out. It is not a copy anymore. It is literally the spell. So you that kills Turtle Mage because you don't get unlimited um, potions of illusion as long as there are potion of illusions in your deck. You get two. So it really, the deck's just dead. It doesn't do anything anymore. There's a long, convoluted way to end it. Although, although I will say today, I saw something very interesting and casual, where the end game of the Turtle Mage was De Desert Obelisk, which is the five mana O zero five. If you control three of these at the end of your turn, deal five damage to a random enemy. So interesting. Yeah. Some, somebody's trying to make lemonade out of these lemons, I guess. <laughs> I mean, you got to do it somehow. I mean, it's like uh, one of the things that I, I didn't see, but now I'm thinking of is that uh, that cultist, if you control seven of them at the end of your your turn, you summon the the big guy. So, yeah. Oh, it's battle cry. If you control seven, you summon a guy with is a 2020 with charge and wind fury. Or doesn't it just do like twenty damage to everything on the board? I don't remember. Like I've only done it once, and it was in a tavern brawl. So, 
not a realistic win condition, but now I'm thinking about it with Turtle Mage, but it doesn't matter. That does not exist anymore, so... Although you technically could still do that, hypothetically. Anyways, the Turtle Mage is dead, so that's all you need to know at this point in time. So, notes from Alec Dawson on Twitter. By changing the text box to now consume the discovered spell, we are eliminating the repetitive gameplay in Turtle Mage. While we love uh, when the community comes up with novel decks that challenge your idea of what is possible within Hearthstone, the feelings of inevitability present in a present in Turtle Mage didn't make for a healthy gameplay experience, which I agree. Um, as much as I did love that deck, it, it's very consistent with how they've balanced the game in the patch or in the past, excuse me. And uh, it, it feels like very consistent with how they've their approach to balancing the game. Like they did that to Grim Patron. They did it to Shutterwalk Shaman eventually. Um, those were like in uh, in ev in ev I can't pronounce that now. Like inevitability decks. Inevitability. Yes. I just couldn't get it out for some reason. So those those types of control wonky combo decks, like they've like if it's not fun to like really fun to lose against. I mean, it's never really fun to lose, but that just felt like you're like, well, why am I even here? Kind of thing. So it's like I get it. And as much as I loved it, I agree with this. So I mean, the pr the problem sort of becomes once you get to the point where the mage player can do the thing with Tortle and Pilgrim, there really isn't a lot of counterplay to it. It's more, did, were you able to kill them before they could do it? Or did they screw up by either drawing the cards that they don't want to draw or somehow screw up the combo themselves? Because more often than not, like once they start getting that rolling, that's how they that's how they lose at that point right it's you draw you draw the potions of illusion or you screw up and 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 uh don't account for hand space or something like that and uh don't allow yourself to be able to get additional pilgrims or or something like that that's that that doesn't feel like a fun way to try and win a game at that at that point in time no, or if you're a priest and you have double mind render Lucia. So that's Okay, well <laughs> Uh yeah, exactly. So you have to be playing Galakrond and you have to be fortunate enough to pull Lucia off of Galakrond's wit one way or another. So or if your opponent and that would be one thing, if your opponent played both eight cost Tortillans then you could essentially steal and just play out all their Tortoise and Pilgrims and just leave them empty-handed, essentially, and end it. But, yes, that... But the, but the, the scenarios are, are not very likely, I guess. Yes, that's correct. Of, of, of them actually kind of... You know, they're playing solitaire at that point, it feels like, at least from the opponent's point of view. Yes. And so I feel like anytime there gets to be a scenario where you, when you're playing an opponent and the opponent's doing solitaire things, that that tends to be something they look at and are like, is that really something that they should be doing? And, and a lot of times 
you know, whether it be Quest Rogue or whatever, they look at it and say, you know, that's probably not the best thing to have happen. So, yeah, I agree. So, and then next up, we have Guardian Animals. Used to cost seven, now it costs eight. Um, and again from Alec, we are increasing the mana cost to eight to add a bit more friction to the common pattern of overgrowth guardian animals. Our change is here more focused on pushing out the big swing turn by a, a turn to alleviate some of the negative feelings when you're on the opposing end. Guardian animals can be a knockout punch and we'd like that to occur a bit later, so... Yep. No, I think this is I think this is a good change overall. Like you have to if you play overgrowth into or if you play wild growth into overgrowth, it's still a turn away or you need an innervate. So it's just you need an extra card and that always makes things a bit more challenging. I mean, you it's possible you have you have four soft ramp cards in your deck so it's possible you can still play overgrowth on four and then hit guardian animals the next turn you just need two cards to do it as opposed to just one so and like it makes druid question a lot of things and i don't know where this is going to take them but if things are aggressive then all of a sudden you're fighting for your life for one more turn and can you afford to do that at that point in time can you survive another turn to play guardian animals usually you could survive if you had uh, overgrowth in the guardian animals but now you have to wait one more turn makes things a little bit more dicey so i think this is just a a good change for a and it's still a good value you're paying eight mana to summon two to pull two cards out of your deck and give them rush so 10 mana worth of things and say 11 if you want to count it with the broom so you're getting a three mana discount to do something extremely powerful so um i don't think this is the end of maligos or guardian or survival druid but i feel like we're gonna see some difference in the in the deck between now and then so sorry i i was just gonna say we're gonna talk about these yeah. changes more more during the main topic but it's interesting that they decided to go with the with the mana cost change i think that that's typically how they end up doing balance changes is changing the mana cost mm -hmm. you know i think there were proponents suggesting that the uh that the rush could get removed and that maybe that was a way that you could deal with this I, I was a proponent of suggesting that they could be four, four cost minions or less, uh, which would mean that the, t the, the five cost minions that are the only minions that are in Druid right now because of this card would then have to look a little bit different, obviously, if you wanted to keep playing this. But, but it, it's, it's interesting, and it, and it will be interesting to see how, how this ends up uh, affecting things, so. I mean, it's it's the fact that Twilight Runner and Lake Thresher at the the five slot. Like, if you if you make it draw four uh, four cost beast, this card is dead. You've just nuked it from orbit. So, 
we can we can talk a bit more from because I mean Hunter doesn't run it. Hunter also does not have access to Twilight Runner. Like I would argue that Twilight Runner is the enabler in this scenario. I guess Lake Thrasher a yes, little bit. Yes, they too. have te- they could they could use Teacher's Pet. They could use Lake Thrasher. Mm-hmm. Because those are neutral cards. Yep. Okay. And Hunter doesn't. But but I mean the other thing is is Hunter doesn't have ramp cards. That's true. That's the other thing. So so, so I I mean I think it's I think it's a little bit different, but again, we'll we'll talk about this more during the main time. Yep. Okay, so we have battleground updates including rating reset, new heroes, and introduction of elemental minions. Then we have return of the dual class arena. Like previous years, choose a hero before choosing a hero power from a different class. Class cards from both will be available. All players will get one free ticket. So coming October 13th, the Hearthstone Book of Heroes Rexar. The new installment of Book of of Heroes focusing on Rexar, just like Jaina during Forbidden Library event. Defeat all, uh, defeating all eight bosses in this linear eventual will reward one hunter pack containing only hunter cards from standard. Then we are going to have three special tavern brawls. September 30th, Rise of the Zombies. Both players create an undead army by assuming the role of Deathstalker Rexar with a discounted Build-A-Beast hero power. October 7th will bring the Masquerade Tavern Brawl. Um, when you play a minion in this Tavern Brawl, it transforms into a minion that costs two more. When that minion dies, the original minion is revealed and rejoins the fight. That's so weird. Yeah, it <laughs> is. is so weird. That is going to be a odd one for sure. And uh. then... October 14th is the Boss Battle Royale 3 Tavern Brawl. Dress up as big bad bosses from the past battles and crash the party. The Boss Battle Royale 3 Tavern Brawl features 10 playable bosses, each supporting a unique hero power. Bosses include Dr. Boom, Hagatha the Vengeful, Scenarius, Rotwing, and more. Whew. There's... I had to get Dr. Boom in there, you know. Obviously. I had to, I mean. Ah, I needed a hydration break in between that, too. There's a lot of, uh, lot in this patch, guys, so. Mm-hmm. Allow me to continue. Uh, three legendary quests available, each awarding packs. September 29th, 10 a.m. Uh, Pacific. Dual class arena to earn, uh, play dual class arena to earn one skull mass, uh, skull amance academy pack, one ashes of outland pack, and one year of the dragon pack. October 6th, play 50 cards in any mode to earn one skull mance academy pack, one descent of dragons pack, and one year of the dragon pack. And then finally, October 13th, uh, defeat Lerox. In Hearthstone Book of Heroes, Ruxard to earn one Skullman's Academy pack, one Saviors of Old Doom pack, and one Year, uh, year of the Dragon pack. So, a lot of uh, nine, uh, nine packs. Yeah, nine packs for 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 free. Yeah, sounds good to me. Complete a secret quest to get two golden copies of the transfer student card. 
post hints as to what must be done to complete. Scribbled on the back is mention of playing Rexar's Tale in Hearthstone Book of Heroes and at least one match in both Battlegrounds and Arena. So I'm sure that will, when we figure it out, we'll, we will talk about it on the show to just make sure everyone's able to get those cards. So some additional bug fixes and game improvements. Collection Manager pages can now be scrolled with a mouse wheel on Mac and PC. And the mana reduction from Nature Studies is now cleared if the spell is countered. Um, the Collection Manager being able to scroll with the wheel is really nice. I just did it automatically without thinking about it. And it worked. And it's... And, and yeah, it never worked before. Now... It's just one of those things you always, like, if you're on a PC and you use a PC a lot, like, I use the scroll wheel all the time. So it's kind of natural to, like, when you want to scroll through something to start using the wheel and then all of a sudden it works and you're not clicking the the bottom quarter of the pages. So that was, I honestly, I didn't even notice it until I read that note. Like, I just was doing it, and I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, wait, I did always have to click the next page to get through it. So that's a that's a super quality of life improvement. So I'm, yeah, that gets a big thumbs up for me. Okay, so two-pack bundles will be available during the Masquerade Ball. Horseman Uther Bundle, 25 Skullman's Academy Packs. The Horseman Uther Hero skin and one random Skullman's Academy Academy Legendary card for twenty five bucks. It will be available now through October thirteenth. Um, the new Uther portrait, head, uh, new portrait, headless Uther has no new voice lines. He's like tuned, um, so like auto tune. Yeah, he, so- he, so- he sounds a little. He uses the same emotes as regular uther does they just sound a little different yeah it just went through the t-pain filter so (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay um original uther portrait voices uh lines that have been altered so they sound different like i just said and then we have the war song rexar bundle war song rexar hero portrait and 500 packs for 10 bucks just like the scholar jaina bundle so the emotes are all the same it's just a different portrait and then cool looking portrait though. yeah it is a very legitimate looking uh, version of rexar so okay and then we finally we have the hollows End card back available for purchase october 13th through 20th it was originally an october 2014th ranked reward cost is three dollars or 500 gold in game so yep that is the news um I'm going to let you guys take over for a minute here because I need a break because I'm getting kind of hoarse uh, after reading all that news. So please go into the... has gotten to say nothing so far during this. So she should start this main... Please, please lead this. I'm going to go muted for a minute and enjoy some water. Yes, please. Get a drink. Get a drink. That was a lot. I know. I've done a lot of casting and when you talk that much... Yeah, you, you get thirsty, and you're like, okay, I need a second. Um, overall, I this yeah, this was a huge patch. There's so much going on in this. Like, They announced basically something for almost everything in the game. Like, They announced some standard stuff uh, with the, the couple of nerfs. They announced a bunch of, a bunch of Battleground stuff, arena stuff. 
some new tavern brawls like there's everything the only thing that i feel like they haven't announced yet which we know is still coming (laughs) is the new game mode Mm -hmm. but i don't like they jammed so much into this this patch though like if they also added that in it would just like it'd be like overload it'd be too much i think and it might take away from some of the cool stuff that they have here or it might take away from the the cool aspect of the new game mode so i kind of like that they didn't include that here because it it would be too much i'm gonna i'm gonna speculate that we are going to see the new game mode around the time of when blizzcon would have been in november because we're going to be about a month out from a new expansion and this will be a great way to hype that up and i think that originally before you know pandemic life happened i think I think the plan was they were going to unveil the new game mode as part of the announcement at BlizzCon. And so that I, I wouldn't, I would, we've got, we had an event, the hit forbidden library. We have this new event now back to back events. And this one definitely feels like an event. Whereas maybe the last one, because there really wasn't any packs to earn and some different things like that. Definitely some people I saw on Reddit weren't exactly happy with the Forbidden Library, but th- this has got a lot to it. And then next month we have potentially that to look forward to. So Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. And if you look back at last year, right, they announced Battlegrounds at BlizzCon last year, which mm-hmm. was extremely successful. And I mean, even just the hype, plus they they came out with it really fast afterwards, right? So it was yeah. like they announced it. And we're like, you can play this really soon. What? It was like this yeah, cool like, big thing. It was within a week, like a week. Or yeah. Like that. And a I week remember, uh, wow, I can't remember what year it was. It was probably 15 uh, when they were doing the adventures. And when they announced, uh, what was it? League of Explorers, right? League of Explorers, yes. Yeah, they announced it. Basically, they announced it, and it's like, next week you'll get this. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like people love that. And that's, I I know I personally have every time they've done that. So I hope that they do that again this year. Like, And that would make a lot of sense. It's kind of a bummer that now BlizzCon has moved, and but they can make a whole big cool thing out of it still in that right. same time frame so and we don't really know i guess they're taking like a small break with competitive stuff uh for like the average player there's still a lot of like grandmasters and all of that going on but there there needs to be things for players to continue to do in game as well if there's not a lot of tournaments and things so like what do those competitive players do when there's not qualifiers or you know trying to qualify like via top 16 and grinding ladder like what do those players then do do you you don't want them as developers you know you probably don't want them just like leaving the game be like well all right like no more competitive Uh, i guess i'll see you you know next year or whatever (laughs) whenever they announce that like that doesn't sound like a good idea so yeah what you said makes a lot of sense and i am i'm really excited also my birthday is November 12th, so the the time there frame of, like, BlizzCon into when they announce stuff and then release it right after BlizzCon, that's always hype. I, I feel like it works, too, because if you look at what they're doing with regards to 
expansion announcements and the really small windows for the card reveals. Because BlizzCon happens in early November and the expansion usually comes out the beginning of December, they always have this huge kind of lull about the new expansion between between that. And here, if they announced the new game mode at the beginning of November, like when BlizzCon would be, they don't have to do an announcement about the new expansion until maybe right before Thanksgiving. And then that week right after Thanksgiving, they can start doing card reveals uh, leading into the beginning of December. And so then it gets to be that, you know, 10 days where we get a lightning amount of, uh, uh, of card reveals and stuff. And so, I mean, I feel like this makes a lot of sense and I know it's not soon enough for some, but, uh, but, but I think we've got plenty to hold us over until then. Yeah. It seems like their pacing of just these events and then like maybe a slight lull and then more events and then expansion, the game modes or changes, uh, we've talked about that kind of on Bob's Tavern cast, where it feels like when they're not really announcing something new for Battlegrounds, but that's when they're announcing something or uh, an update, a patch, nerfs go through for Standard. And they're, it seems like they're kind of alternating it, which is fantastic for people who play multiple modes, kind of keep, keep you interested. And, you know, or if you get to the point where, oh, the Standard's feeling a little a little boring or, you know, it's kind of feeling the same and I'm getting a little tired of it. Then all of a sudden, Hey, there's this new stuff in battlegrounds and you can go and check that out. So the pacing this throughout this year has felt fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, it really has. And uh, I played one game of battlegrounds. I got rag and that was pretty sweet. So um, yeah, it's been really cool. And I'm super I'm excited to see what the new game mode is when it comes down the pipeline. Um, but it's just, this was just a massive, um, you know, a lot coming down the pipeline. And there's just so much to look forward to over the next four weeks. And they're giving us so many cool things. And it's all Halloween themed. And I'm already excited. I'm going to get up my Halloween decorations over the next couple of days. So, like, I'm I'm excited. So, this is this is my time of year. So... I am I'm super super into this right now. So uh, the hype train is already rolling over here. <laughs> I I just wanted the card back. I, if I'm going to be perfectly honest with you, that that pumpkin card back has been one that I really liked. That one, the cupcake one, which we got access to a little bit earlier as well. Some of these ones that were really popular when they came out and have continued to be really popular. I'm really happy that I'm going to have access to that. Awesome. So, okay, well, let's talk about what we're here to talk about, and that is standard. So, let's uh, let's go into the Tortillan uh, nerf. Um, we kind of touched on it a bit briefly earlier in the evening, but um, I still think the card is playable. Um. If you're playing uh, like a Highlander Mage, like I think that's still, um, I think the card is still functional. It's just not functional for um, the kind of deck that it was in, the the Turtle Mage. The Turtle Mage is effectively, not effectively, it is 100% dead. 
as I knock over my water bottle. Sorry, guys. Um, Because <laughs> uh, I'm j- over here gesturing like a maniac. Um, but, yeah, Turtle Mage is just flat out dead. And the card is still good. It's still, I still feel like if you want to play like Highlander Mage, as I just said, it'll still see some play, but it's not going to see the level of plays that it was in Turtle Mage. So this just kind of kills that deck. Yeah, there's still some spells that are expensive that, uh, that, that it would be nice to not have to pay their expensive price. I'm looking at you, Box of Yogg-Saron. I'm looking at you, Deep Freeze. I'm looking at you, Flame Strike. Those are all cards that, like, Flame Strike always hits your enemy board, so that that's okay. And, like, Yogg-Box doesn't target anything necessarily, at least initially. Um, but, but it's a way to kind of... Uh, take out those cards and play them without having to pay the additional mana cost uh, with it. So it does feel like you could still run this in, in in Highlander. Though, I mean, we have Dragoncaster as well, which is uh, maybe how you'd prefer to do that. But you have to then have that card in your hand in order to get to be able to in order to be able to play it, and you have to have the caster and you have to have a dragon so there's there's definitely more hurdles in order to get the the free spell when you're doing dragon caster but uh but yeah i i turtle mage was where this was seeing most play and and that deck is 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 no more so it'll be interesting to see if there's a way that you can build a deck to leverage what this card now does uh, and have it have it be good enough to see play because I mean even with how good Turtle Mage was it was only seeing about two percent of play on ladder uh, from the aggregated statistics that that we have access to um, and so it'll be it, it'll be interesting to see if this if this does see can find a way to see some more play from I mean, so the one thing to keep in mind, too, is now it pulls it out of the deck so that it's that's not a bad thing in Highlander. Like, it gives you access to something that you didn't have access to before, and it thins your deck to so you can hit the more premium cards. Any sort of tutoring effect is really good, so I feel like it might be better in those in Highlander Mage than it was before because the fact that it actually cast it out of your deck. Yes, you don't get two Yogg boxes natively anymore or you know whatever you're going to hit, but it also draws you a card too. You know, a 5/5 five, five mana that you know casts a big spell and essentially draws a card out of your deck. It seems it seems more solid in, in in the Highlander Mage. I don't know if Highlander Mage is going to be super playable, but I feel like if you're going to play it, you, this card still makes it into the deck. Yeah, that was going to be my point, is that I, I agree with you there, and it's just a matter of if Highlander Mage really sees play. Yeah, so... All right, well, let's talk about the big one, the big the big elephant in the room that doesn't necessarily kill a deck. Um, so was it an elephant or was it a panther and some sort of water creature? Nessie <laughs> and, and or, or I guess the teacher's pet that was that was uh, it's like a an elec, right? It's like an ox. Guess, it, it's is it, 
I don't think it's an Elick. I think it's more like a Yak. I guess this. I, okay. I yeah. I think. Okay. It, but I mean, to be fair, this is this is uh, Azeroth, so who knows what it's actually called? <laughs> so fair enough. I mean, they have things like Raptors, but like they also have Elix, which are just elephants. But you know, anyways, you get you're getting into fantasy stuff where things are like. Uh, what one real quick tangent? If you've ever played Legend of Zelda, there are very common items in Legend of Zelda, very common enemies that they have named things that don't make any sense. Like they have a bunch of bats in Zelda. Guess what they're called? Keys. They have mummies. No, those aren't mummies. Those are gibdos. Like so, like they're like things that you'd be like, I know what those are, but they're named something different. So when you go into the fantasy realm. It doesn't really matter. As much. All bets are off. Exactly. Exactly. Sorry, I just I was thinking about that earlier today, um, randomly. So, um, but yes, and I'm gonna let Dawn go first because I stole her point last time. I'm sorry, Dawn. Please go in and and tell us what you think of this. Oh, geez, yeah. How dare us think similar things? Jeez, no. Um, yeah, I. I, I'm going to say Major Death brought it up earlier. I am also one of those people that I would have preferred to just see the rush go away on this. But I don't know. We'll see how it feels. I think I've even seen people today still playing with it. And even at playing it on turn eight instead of turn seven against my aggro deck still was good. And I didn't really have an answer for it. So I was like, well, all right, then uh, that, you know, again, that's probably just part of playing an aggro deck, <laughs> but it's, it's still fine. And I can't remember that might've been, I also saw somebody that was playing Kael'thas and they went off with Kael'thas. They ended up getting Kael'thas an overflow and double uh survival all in the same turn plus like you know cheap spells in between to get to get those right to the third spell wow i was like well i hope this is not what we're seeing instead because if that's what we see instead of turn seven guardian animals please let's just revert this nerf because (laughs) i don't want to see kalthos into overflow into survival into survival and and stuff in between that was absolutely disgusting well it turns out kalthos doesn't care how much guardian animals cost every third spell it still costs one (laughs) yeah so that that threw me off i was like well i hope this is not the new standard um but i i feel like people will still play it Uh, it will make an impact overall i think in the long run some games of course it's not going to make much of a difference but I think we've kind of seen that with all of the nerfs in the past that have changed by one mana. You know, people are like, oh, one mana is not going to make that much of a difference. But over the long term, and especially how the meta develops, sometimes it really does make a difference. Yeah, uh, Ridiculous Hat point, uh, tweeted a, a list of cards that have been changed by one mana in the last year, and there's some really, really good cards that suddenly became really, really not playable just with a one mana, one mana cost induction uh, uh, addition. 
things like war glaives, things like fungal fungal fortunes, the card, cards like that. And I, the the thing that the thing that I look at when I think about this is Guardian Animals was the best card in the deck, and the card is still functionally the exact same. It still does the big thing. What this to me, I guess shows error the 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 thing that changes about this is because it costs some mana more it's that much more important to hit the ramp right and it's going to be even longer to wait for this your big swing turn if you miss the ramp so uh you know it the the way the 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 reason the deck kind of worked now is there was enough redundancy in the ramp that you could always seem to hit guardian animals uh by functionally the the like the fifth turn your your fifth turn and if you have to tweak the deck in order to allow for that to happen at about the same time then then that might be how you get around this mana change but if it if it's still if there's not a way that you can configure the deck so that you can make it still happen on that fifth turn, then that's when this is going to start seeing less play. And I think people are going to have to play with this at this mana cost to figure out whether or not that's the case. Do you end up having to put wild growth back in? Do you end up having to put a couple more, an extra dragon or two so that your breath of dreams suddenly becomes more active more often so that you can play it on two and get that first ramp right out of the way. I, th those are going to be the kind of the questions that are going to have to be figured out um, over the over the next few days, because uh, as we're recording this, just this just happened hours ago. And, and you know, we don't have the data on it yet. But I, I mean, it's still a very strong card. It still functionally does the exact same thing. And it's still that power at that powerhouse card. And really, I'm, I'm not entirely sure that uh you know while there's malagos while there's the exotic mount seller there's I'm, I'm not sure if there's enough that i would want to take this stuff out in druid that i would want to put in and make a functionally new deck because the the this is such a key part of basically every iteration of druid right now yeah, I just looked at, uh, I just found Hat's tweet while you guys were talking, and um, yeah, why don't you go ask Alcron Shaman what it thinks of one mana in, uh, <laughs> increases on its cards and see how how he's doing these days. Not good is the key, so. <laughs> yeah, and in, in some of the cases, it has made the card still good, but not too strong. You know, the card is still used. I mean, we've seen a change to Kael'thas. I mentioned that one. Obviously, that one's still being played. I got wrecked by that today. That's still a thing. But, yeah, I, I think this is going to be another one, like like Mage said, that you're just going to have to test it and see. But these just small changes um, overall, I think, have been very good. So I think this is going to be a good one. Uh, the only thing I am pretty sad about is that they did have to change this, and Hunter is paying for Druid's, <laughs> Druid's ramp, you know, terrible design, I guess I'll say. Uh, 
I, yeah, I now wish... it sees even less than the zero play it was already not yeah. seeing in Hunter, right? Yeah, I I do wish that maybe Overgrowth, because that in that tweet that you read earlier from Alec Dawson, even mentioned that they kind of changed it because of they, they wanted the Overgrowth into this Guardian Animals to not create that turn, but it's like, well, why don't you just change Overgrowth? <laughs> why don't you change that one then and like still let us maybe kind of every like off meta deck or something try this in hunter because yeah now it's just it's not a thing and that's just i don't know maybe one of those downsides to the dual class cards that it just has to be you know they they can't really balance it completely for both classes all the time so just try to have to deal with where it is seeing play well I- yeah especially when mana cheats involved right i mean it's it's really hard then to yeah. figure out how to how to set it up lightning bloom so innervate and overgrowth no big deal well i will go i will i'm willing to die on this hill and say that the pro the reason why it, i said this earlier the reason why it's not played in hunter is because hunter does not have access to twilight runner twilight runner is a 5-4 with stealth that gets to rush and draw you two cards. So essentially you could essentially draw six cards off of guardian animals. Like this swing you put, you put um, Thresher to deal with some boards. um, And, you know, that's kind of one of the things that, you know, Druid's doing is it it can use help cleaning up. Um, but it's, it's Twilight Runner. Twilight Runner is the, the ultimate payoff. Like, you're like, okay, it's Teacher's Pet. You know, that's taunt in the way. That's nice. Like, Lake Thresher. Okay. Yeah. I get to clean up some stuff. That's yeah. Okay. That helps me out. Drawing your cards in such a timely fashion is what makes Guardian Animals what it is. If I guarantee you, if Druid did not have, um, Twilight Runner, Guardian Animals would be just be like, eh. Okay, I mean, I guess I could rush Lake Threshers, but if I want to do that, why don't I just uh, play the broom? It's 100% all about the card draw. It's to get through everything to do what you're going to do. It's either you're going to combo out with Malagos, or you're going to uh, go off with Kalthos or um, Exotic Mount Seller and just play a bunch of cheap spells. So that's like, that's where I feel like the. like. The ramp, I see the ramp is problematic. I see Guardian Animals at seven as extremely, extremely good, maybe a little bit overpowered, obviously. But the key problem here is the fact that you get to draw cards immediately. Essentially, Guardian Animals is, if you pull Twilight Runners, is four to six cards for seven. And you're also clearing the board or you're doing damage to something. So, like, it's the the combination. And Hunter doesn't have anything that can is going to be able to capitalize like that. I mean, obviously, the game plan's a bit different for Hunter. But if they had access to Twilight Runner, Hunter would be playing 100%. Because let's go back to card game basics. Card draw is the most powerful thing you can do in a game. Like, giving yourself more resources is the most powerful thing you can do. And hence why card draw is always, like, something that can never be underrated. So, like, to me, the issue is there are too many damn ways to give Twilight Runner 
an ability to attack and draw immediately. And that's kind of where we're, that's where I'm at. I think there's, I think Broom is problematic. I said that, I've said that multiple times already. I think Broom's problematic and I think Penflinger are automatic. So I would hold on to any excess copy of those guys because I feel like those are getting hit next. Well, I was just about to say, so we have gone in depth into two decks. Mally goes Druid, mm-hmm. specifically talking about guardian animals with that draw that you were just talking about. And last week we talked about Turtle Mage and talked about Martolan Pilgrim. Hmm. I feel like the decks that we're discussing suddenly now are getting nerfed. Maybe we're talking about these decks that uh, might have something. So I guess if you want those cards to be nerfed, then you need to suggest we talk about those decks that yeah, are playing yeah, those you... cards. All right. Well, I'm going to st- I'm next week. I'm talking about nothing but pen flinger and uh, the broom. <laughs> like that's all I will be talking about. I will not be discussing anything that does not have to do with broom plays and pen flinger plays. So uh, get ready for that next week, because I would like to see those cards um, nerfed. Because, anyways, because I the reason why I'm talking about this right now is because I think this is something that get, makes Paladin stronger. And what are we seeing in Paladin right now? Pen flingers and brooms. Like there are a lot of decks that are using pen flingers and brooms. Demon Hunter, any deck that has some semblance of like cheap spells where you can ping uh, with pen flinger and Anytime you can make a big board and then be like, I want one mana so it can, so it can attack immediately. Like that feels a little bit too cheap to me to give your entire board rush. So like, so that's what's going through my mind because we're, we're going to be looking at what the meta looks like now that these nerfs have changed. Um, So like, I think my predictions are aggro is going to be strong still um just because well druid has one more essentially has one more turn or needs one more card to get a bone crushing move off against you that they've been having a hard time staying alive to get that far in the game so now all of a sudden lest they hit the ideal you know river it's going to be you're gonna you're gonna have the advantage. You do have the advantage as like face hunter and aggro rogue, but now you will have a lot better of a time with that. So, um, so I that's my first prediction. Um, I think Paladin's gonna be super strong again. The more board centric decks, I don't think anything's gonna be happening to Cyclone Mage or the small tech. I don't know what you call it, Tempo Mage. I've heard it called. So it whatever cyclone tempo mate tempo mage still gonna be very strong demon hunter still gonna be very strong so like i i feel like the winner actually out of this is actually the soul fragment demon hunter list because i feel like they had a little bit of a difficult time with the druid deck just because of the amount of pressure that the demon the demon hunter could get put under before it could really get its counter pressure put on Plus the potential of the the big taunts and it's not necessarily running uh, the silence effect. But 
that deck was already really good and it only has a couple kind of bad matchups paladin being one i think druid can kind of be one as well and and so uh you know with one one deck that i i feel like in the short term druid's gonna see just as much or almost as much play just as people try and figure out whether or not it's still worth it to play that but if it does start to come down i think actually uh demon hunter uh soul fragment demon hunter specifically is going to rise a little bit uh uh a uh maybe half a percent uh or so and it was already on the cusp of tier one and i think that could actually push it up into tier one status at least just outside of legend they're really grouped up close and there was actually no tier one deck according to vicious syndicate last week in legend or at least top legend anyway. Hmm. Yeah. Don, what do you, what do you think? It's, uh, I, I feel like I'm so torn because I think what both of you are saying, saying makes sense. But what I see happening is it's going to go one way or the other, or maybe it'll kind of flip back and forth. But if Paladin ends up being the big winner, that's going to drive, aggro and soul demon hunter down uh, just because paladin does so well there um but vice versa if there's not very much paladin then aggro and soul demon hunter end up being better i i feel like a lot of people are saying that they're thinking warrior is gonna come back i think it'll come back at first but the way that I am kind of interpreting this, I guess, is I don't think it's going to be Bomb Warrior. I think Bomb Warrior is, it, it's, it dies to aggro. It was good against Druid, but if people aren't playing Druid, that kind of falls off a little bit. And I think Bomb Warrior specifically with weapon removal and all that, I think it's just too easy to target that and just kind of ruin the game plan if that weapon is taken away. So I think we see a change in Warrior. I think if people start playing Warrior again, I think we're going to end up leaning towards a more control or maybe people start playing Big Warrior again. Um, but I think people are going to be experimenting more and changing Warrior. I think we're going to start moving away from Bomb Warrior. And that's, I think, one of the biggest changes that I'm expecting to see. I feel like at least to this point we've seen a reluctance on people at legend specifically top legend to play paladin the live room deck is seeing more play than say the pure paladin list and so my 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 thinking on this is that that's not necessarily going to be where everybody that stops playing druid is going to flock they're they're going to flock somewhere else so i don't feel like paladin's going to be even though it's really good i don't feel like it's going to become uh oppressive enough that that the demon hunter is going to 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 actually fall as a result of seeing a, another matchup that it doesn't doesn't particularly care for it's interesting that you like i feel like bomb warrior will still be the thing like i don't know i don't see a lot of weapon targeting right now but i could be wrong i haven't looked at the data i feel like I, and I'm I'm admitting that I don't know 100 percent 
what I'm talking about when it comes to this at this moment in time, because it's all brand new, but I feel like Bomb Warrior still does legitimately well, and, like, it, Druid can still give Bomb Warrior a hard time, so that's kind of one of those things that, like, I feel like if they put the par- pirate package back in, um, if they have, like, the pirate package with the, um, uh, the, the, res- yeah, armor, yeah, Skipper and the armor smith. I feel like they can hold their own against aggro, especially face hunter, because you don't need to gain 30 life t- to knock them out of that match. If you, if you clear their board and gain seven life, then all of a sudden, like, you're sitting pretty. Um, so it might look a little bit more, um, as Bomb Warrior did it in the past. So, um, but, like, I feel like Big Warrior's way too slow, in all honesty. I feel like aggro is probably still going to be a real thing. Like, I feel like aggro is still going to yeah. be strong here. So, um, I just, Big Warrior's unfortunate. As much as I love playing Big Warrior, um, and it can win in the aggro matchup, it's just way too slow to be super viable. So, uh, alas. <laughs> it's... It, it's all fun and games until your rattle gore gets taken by a priest. And then, yeah, that's you know. that's the other thing. Yep. Priest. Uh... I was, yeah. Thankfully, I haven't seen a lot of priests over the last uh, week or so. It'll be in- uh, interesting to see if uh, I don't feel like Druid was a particularly bad matchup for priest, and so if there's ends up being a little less uh, Druid, I'm not sure if that helps or hurts priest but yeah it doesn't seem like it would be helpful anyway i've been playing priest in casual so um i know i'm a i'm a monster um but uh <laughs> you are you're you're literally taking the fun away from others that are just trying to just trying to play for i don't understand how to have fun if you're not having fun playing against me so i that's why priest just makes sense that's why turtle mage yeah. made sense like if I'm having fun, you're not having fun. So therefore, that 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 connects with me. <laughs> but in all seriousness, I do enjoy priests as how they play. So like, I'm being sarcastic there. But um, I'm interested to see where priest goes because like, priest feels like in a pretty precarious spot right now. They seem like it's just the decks there's just a lot of different ways you can go with it and like i feel they feel it feels too vulnerable if you build one way or the other so like i'm not sure and highlander is probably too slow and unreliable but i mean when you look at grandmasters that's something completely different tournament lineups and whatnot is completely different than what you're going to bring to ladders so I, I haven't been able to bring myself to play Priest on the ladder just because I, I feel like I'm going to just get blown up. But I, you know, that just might be a self-confidence uh, issue when playing that deck, so. Well, I think if the meta is too aggressive, too, just yeah. Priest doesn't. Priest can't keep up with that if it's too aggressive. <laughs> the, the, the healing power can only do so much work yeah. there. And, right? and now yeah. that there's no, like, chaining... You know, yes. spell over spell over spell anymore to to combat the aggro. Then and they're yeah, priests just can't keep up. As in, they're not running. They're running more random spell generation than anything. It's like it's not running the breath of the infinite, and it's not running penance anymore. So it's kind of like I don't know. It's kind of relying on 
wild pyromancer to clear early boards and uh that's not exactly the most reliable thing because there's only two in your deck so it's it's an interesting uh place to be in for priests so well i think we just we're just hitting the hour mark right now so i think this is probably a good chance to uh wrap it up so mage you want to give us our poll question for next week Yes, our poll question. So we had a balance change announcement, a patch and all that good stuff on uh, on Monday. And then Tuesday, the very next day, it was implemented. And so we had one day basically notice that this was coming. And so our question to you is this. How much time do you think there should be between a balance change announcement and its implementation? Should it be zero to two days like basically announce it and then release it or you know like this where where we had a day's notice three to five days so you get like the weekend or something like that we've seen some of those sorts of announcements do what about a week uh or final final option is i want more than a week's notice between a balance change announcement and its implementation so let us know what you think Vote, tell us why, if you'd like to, reply and tell us why, and we will talk about the results on next week's show. Speaking of the show, you can email the show at dr3hs at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at dr3hs, um, and you can follow our top pin tweet to take you to the Dr3 Discord and as always, you can find me on Twitter at Daring Alkaline. Don? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. That's Donnie DK, D A W N I E D K, and on Twitch, Dragon Rider DK. And for all of the thoughts on all of the Battleground stuff, uh, check out Bob's Tavern Cast, uh, Bob's Tavern HS on Twitter. We're going to be talking all about that stuff. It's going to be It's going to be fun. Lots of new stuff there. Awesome. You have just a couple things to talk just, about. Yeah, just, just a few. Just a few. Just a couple. Just, just a new minion type and just f- like five new heroes. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I had no idea what I was Not doing. Not to mention a, a, a latter, a complete rating reset as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It flips, ba- it, it really does flip Battlegrounds on its head and it, there's a lot, there's a lot to learn. So, um, I would recommend listening to it when when they publish it. So, and then finally, Mage, why don't you tell us where we can find you? Uh, you can you can find out about my perils of dentistry and uh, my how I'm doing in Hades at Major Death, as well as you know probably my thoughts on how my latter experiences are going. And Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you can find me on Twitch at Twitch.tv/MajorDeath. I think I'm the only one who hasn't bought Hades, and I have too much other stuff going on, too. Yeah, I have any. <laughs> oh, God, so good. It is so, so good. I I did not realize how... Like, I saw the reviews. It was good. I've played it. It's even better than the reviews. So. I've, got, I've got Fall Guys and Among Us as the p- games I've been pressured into playing, so... <laughs> Um, but a, a anyways, that's, that's for another time. And as always, you've been listening to Dr. Three.